I believe that the reason why I'm alive is because I allowed that child to live. Mm. And if you see that child now, that nigga's a star. I did all of that, then I went to sleep. I woke up, sent my, my wife like two messages, and then I smelled smoke. So I was like, what the fuck is going on? And my whole wall was a window. So I was going towards the window, and there was an explosion. <laughs> Where do you where, where do you work? Judicial service. What do you do for that? I'm a judicial assistant. Those who sit beneath the judges. Yeah. Oh, wow. So in court okay. you get to yeah. listen to court cases and all that. Man, I actually work on them. You so, work on them. Yeah. What's, the, what's the craziest court case you've ever said something? Well, the craziest would be let me say the divorce issues. Because oh, no. that one, yeah. there are no two parties involved. Mm. It's just their partners and then their representatives. Okay. So which one was the messiest? Messiest. Well, messy. Messiest. Yeah, messy. That's what I'm saying. Like, think of the worst messy. thing, mm. the worst thing ever that maybe a woman you are staying with or maybe your girlfriend. You just let's just assume. Mm. Think of the worst thing that your girlfriend can ever say to you. Yeah. Forget the marriage aspect. Just mm. think of the worst thing your girlfriend. Or your boyfriend can ever say to you, yeah. like the worst thing. Mm. I, I, no, I would like to know, uh, Mr. I'm T. Stoughton. Is... <laughs> oh mm-hmm. my God! Why does it sound like you can relate? Yeah, it, could, it could be. Oh, I can relate very, very well. Wow. That could be a factor. Oh Interesting. God. That could be a factor. Wow. Or, or, or actually, yeah. This child is your best friend's child. Oh, period. You know. Yeah, like, like, the whole lot. It's not the fucking that bothers me. Hmm? You see, but to tell me my best friend. It's not even that. This is this is what bothers me. What bothers you? You know, as a human being, you and the lady, you have routines. Right. It changes along the line. You notice it, but then she you puts overlooked you. Overlooked it. You overlooked. No, you didn't overlook it. But she made you, you probably might have problem to it and then she made it look like oh you're it's being whatever it is, is. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. then yeah. now you have to go back then, imagine it was ah. a year two years ago and then really that moment all the way back that's the shit that fucks with me what that's the shit that fucks with me i have a very jaded memory about marriage i'm trying to work on it but hey oh lord <laughs> experience is speaking in ghana here how do I even put it? It's like, you know, there's no formula to marriage. You're supposed to do what both of you, how best the both of you, like the, the two of you in the marriage is the two of you, how best the two of you can live or how you, how best the two of you can of manage your relationship. Yeah. But it's like in Ghana here, hmm. they've made like a tradition, like, oh, even if maybe hmm. you're going through something like yeah. the worst thing ever you're going to maybe your husband is beating you or yeah. something yeah. like why did you lead with that because a lot of the cases that comes from the ladies is basically lot. because mm-hmm. they the husband it's something that's very common in ghana here but because be you won't see a man directly it's happening indoors you're not going to see it directly you're going to see the signs mm-hmm. but then you're not going to see him maybe beating the wife or something in yeah. public it's going to happen indoors. It looks lovely, lovely on the so something like that, she will not. She's not going to easily 
like pack your bags and leave because what society has made it that it's what for better or for worse yeah. but thank god for our generation like we are eye openers like even the male if you, you think the money the marriage is not working for you you can just back out but my question also is what did she say to him exactly but then you know as a man you should know that we women, yeah, no, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. So, you guys know again, no one, yeah, Mr. T, yeah, no, with your permission, but as a if woman we are redirecting, too, if we are redirecting the things mm-hmm. we say, don't say you know, we don't know, <laughs> men don't know women, we just tolerate, but like, women. you know, that women Shit. are mouth. women don't know women, <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know ourselves. <laughs> men are very simple. Exactly, men. Sex, men just food, want peace of mind. That's it. Men just want peace of mind, you know, and like I'm saying, it's my, it's my, it's my, yeah, it's peace <laughs> of mind. Cause yeah. if you are, if you are always like disturbing a man, nagging and all that, he's not going to be. If he finds, <laughs> if he finds the next peace. girl <laughs> that is going to allow him to sleep peacefully, yeah, quickly if you start shouting now, he'll just leave the house. Yeah, like I have a tenant here. <laughs> Your own apartment. You yeah, rent. like okay. as in my dad's apartment, he has that he rents out. And then there's this lady that is in the house. She's like she's ha- she's pregnant for somebody else's husband. Yeah, and then it's That's not something that yeah, it's not something that she she wanted to. But then apparently the other the the. The wife herself mm-hmm. is a nagging wife. You know, we can be, sometimes at the at the house she can come and make noise. You know, mm-hmm. the whole neighborhood. You are following my husband. Whoa. Maybe the the man is there sleeping. You know, which road is that? If I may ask, not like, necessarily the name of the road. Off but of then. the Mahama Road, in between Chadu and Teshi. <laughs> Chadu oh. and Teshi, and then okay, she will come, be making noise <laughs> like five a.m. Oh, the whole neighborhood, and now you are following my husband like in tree. I mean, you know those things like you know the way Ghanaian women some Ghanaian women can be you know and then the lady will be indoors she won't say one word though meanwhile the man is in there sleeping the same lady he's cheating on her. yes she'll just the same lady that she's insulted she'll not say one word because she now she knows that what she's doing is not good like she's following somebody's husband so she'll just be quiet but then I mean looking at it from the lady my tenant's point of view the man is not happy you understand with all this nagging literally if the man is on the phone with a woman she'll just snatch the phone that's and the man is a military man so there are so many times he's trying to not to touch or hit the woman because of the military because the military when you do that and she reports it's a whole different so it's like he's been trying to come so every time the lady starts so I think he followed this girl because of the peace of mind. Because mm. every time you come there, you yeah, get an yeah. opportunity to sleep to peacefully. No, you understand. They're even going to have a baby together. You get it. So bad. if you're a woman and you're not giving a woman a, a man peace of mind, yeah, Masa. Yeah. Mr. T, I think that sets the ground for the question I want to ask you. Then, um, are you currently married, dating, or single? Uh, married. You're married. Yeah. Again. Again, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, if, if it was me like years ago, I'd be like, hey, we don't learn. Mm. But it's yeah. different because I'm, I'm over spirit, right? Okay. And uh, this person that I'm with, I, I, I met her. Mm-hmm. I've known her for about over 20 years. 20. Yes, I met her in Ligon. And so you've been friends 
for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, for a very, before. very long time. And then she oh, got married. And she, yeah, you know, so for me, and I always saw her as like the one. She was always kind of like the one from back then. Circumstances made us go our different ways. So if we met again, interestingly, how we met was, how we re-met was on LinkedIn. And I never, I never jump on LinkedIn. I never do it. For some reason, the that did it. App? No. Uh, like the, the business app. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like L- the LKE something, something, something. L-N-K-T-N. Yeah. So it's like corporate Facebook. Yeah, corporate Facebook. Yeah. So, like, I was just there and I, I saw her message. I'm like, hey. That time said that my phone did crack, crack. My, my son that I just given birth to him mm-hmm. at my phone. <laughs> the motherfucker at my phone. <laughs> hey. I was like, hey. Boys, what is the Guy. You know, so it, it, was, it was very... I don't believe in chance happenings anymore. Yeah. So it wasn't really coincidental that the shit happened. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> from then on, me. it's been... Back to my point about being um, uh, a projector. I was invited. She invited me. You know what I'm saying? So, and I, now I'm realizing I'm a projector. So if you, you, you see the trajectory I've taken, she invited me and now we're, and we had a baby. As a matter of fact, my son, the day we decided we we're going to have my son, was the same day that I ended up burning, Easter weekend, okay, Easter Good Friday. Past. Yeah. What happened? Dragon touch. Um, fire, fire. Uh, I was wow. caught in the fire. He would narrate the whole issue. Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. We we'll talk about that. So yeah. I believe, you know, our tradition. We don't. We shun. It's taboo. Abortion is taboo. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I believe that. I strongly believe because my ancestors talked to me. I believe that the reason why I'm alive is because I allowed that child to live. Mm. And if you see that child now, that nigga's a star. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So just to sit back and think, hey, I was going to abort this That's child. Yeah. You know, so... Was it because you were with your ex then? No, I, I actually wasn't with my ex. I, I was divorced, but... um. You were not ready. Well, you know, I mean, it was various factors, but her family hadn't met me. She lived in the States. I lived in South Africa. Mm-hmm. It was very, um, it was a volatile situation. Mm-hmm. But as I was telling you, when you make decisions out of love, like nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. You don't think about money. You don't think about none of that shit because the money is a byproduct. Mm-hmm. When they say children are gifts, they are a blessing mm-hmm. because it's love. Children are supposed to come out of love. And even if they don't come out of love, the fact that they were born and they're thriving is love. Mm. You know, creation, God, love. God is love. Can I ask, they a, change que- you can I ask a question? Based off what you said. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. um, now. That's, on, that's Alexa too. Do you want to take a shot? Oh, I'm all the way in, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, now, is especially on what you said about um one from love right money doesn't matter right now we are in a very different i didn't say money doesn't matter (laughs) no not that doesn't what i'm trying to say when when you have love yeah those those things are secondary matter yeah don't build your your ethos 
on money. Yeah, because money is just paper, dude. You are money. Mm. You as you did here like this, you be money. Make Calvin Klein the company come see you. You know what I mean? They gonna pick you up. She uh, uh, said some people outside there were giving him fancy, eh? Oh, be polite. That he's a dancer. He used to be a dancer yeah. in national. You know, we have to do that high school musical shit again. again. <laughs> what school did you go to? Methodist girls. Yeah. Hey, apparently her school is now bougie, so they don't Please, do we, high school. We are international. We are international. Please. Where, where is this school? It's on the mountains after ah, every. Damn. Okay. I went yeah. to GIS, so it's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. God of DB. <laughs> there's, there's levels to this shit. Hey, man, I was out there on scholarship, homie. Yeah. So mm. it ain't no. My, everywhere I've been, every institution that I've been in, I've had a parent teaching there, oh. including university. Your parents were mm. really into education. My parents, uh, they have book long. Mm. Like but I mean, dad, my mother my mother has a school now. My mm. dad, too. Yeah. Mm. Really? What, yeah, what? my dad is a lawyer. Uh, they, yeah, they he's read those, forever. He's those people like go to school, go to yeah. school. So those times, yeah, I remember when I was in. DB. I told you. Very DB. I no, DB. I'm not DB, please. <laughs> <laughs> like those times when we were in the SHS. You remember SHS when we vacate and we come home? Yeah. We used to have parties, and I was part of those that will put money in those parties. Yeah. Then when I come home, my dad is not allowing me to go oh, out. You invested. I've invested in it. So do you know what I do? My brother was in Ghana at the time, so. When I'm going, he's the one that would open the door, do everything. When I'm coming back to you, make me... One time I came, <laughs> I came back from the party. Uh-huh. When I switched on the lights, my dad, was, dad was sitting there, down. Like, Welcome back, my daughter. <laughs> yeah, join the club. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So, Charlie. But yeah, on the time. question, right? <laughs> why, why, why I want to know this is... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very delicate balance because now you on the other hand you you understand as a man fundamentally as a man that today's a bad day tomorrow we go again and it works out better but then on, on the other hand on your arm you you are dealing with a lady who is look trying to look up to you they don't see things that way Right. Over time, if let's say for, I mean, you're on your grind, but then over right. time, is it really trusted that some ladies, let me not say all ladies, mm-hmm. are going to like have the same patience, or understanding, or to a certain degree, the same love that bond that you have while you go through the hustle? Because honestly, I don't. Well, let me just leave my answer. <laughs> you know, the, like the thing, the thing about. Um, I think I'm going to ask you how okay. old you are. I'm 26. 26, okay. These days I can never tell. Because y'all, <laughs> you know, the women, they mature faster than men. So, yeah. oh, please, Charlie, she might be a small girl, but Charlie, the way she might be a penis. Penis, this will make her think she's grown, You know, um, but the, the, the thing, the thing also is, nigga, you, you know, you know that person that you need to be with. And you know the person you don't need to be with. But the thing is, I feel bad for your generation because you are socialized in so many different ways. And the stimuli, the stimulus that you people are getting, man, 
you know, social media is transforming the way you think about a lot of things. And the thing is, you can use it for the positive or you can take the negative and watch the weddings and the bling bling and whatnot. And you don't really know what life they're living. You don't know what life they're living, but you want to emulate that. And once you want to emulate that, that's when you get stuck in a loop because it's not your life. You want to live somebody else's life. For all you know, they are even faking it. Uh, Charlie? A lot of... A lot you, you know what's crazy? You, What you just said articulates what was in my head perfectly. Mm. The, the socializing. You know, it's not by chance that we're doing this right. And your mentality is the same way I'm thinking and so on. Yeah. But we're generations apart. All of you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we're not really that different. You see, I told you, Ubuntu. We're not really that different. It's but just our mindsets. Our mindsets. And it's a lot. It goes way back to colonization and all this shit. Mm. It's crazy because you can meet a girl who's probably down to earth. Comes with humble beginnings or has worked her way. But then they've been socialized in this new age in a way where once they get money, then they're different. But it's not supposed yeah. to be like that. Like yeah. the the journey is supposed to have built you up in a certain degree to understand that. matured enough. For example, let's say hardworking ladies, it's definitely possible. One of the things I'm losing about a lot of women is it's hardly possible that some people never had luck in relationships or love. Mm-hmm. So they just put their energies in work. all of it to work. So once you make the money, they are the ones who are supposed to have had the most experience to understand that. Now I want peace to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. But then they now have it way worse than the people who have no money. Because the people who have no money rather just have, based on, again, social construct, as we, as we right. spoke about. If they get the genuine guy who treats them right, provides it for them for a, okay. to send, they're okay. But then, the hard, I'm not saying every girl who has worked out and has money is like that. But then you've built your life to a certain degree. Now you feel like, oh, I deserve this and that and this. No doubt, that's fine. You do, but then... But now the reality is different, and then the other men who probably might genuinely value you are now suffering. Okay. Or they are afraid to approach you because now, in quotes, you're a big girl. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So big girl. That's the problem. Big girl comes with a certain type of behavior. And you know. So there's one second. Yeah. Okay. One second. Because the ancestors are talking and I'm going to miss it, right? So yeah. Let's go, Mr. T. So they, so they're two levels, right? So they're two levels. Um, part of the problem with the, with the women that, that come up and have the means and all mm-hmm. those things is likely they came from mm-hmm. good homes. Now, these good homes, these women have no ID. They have no identity. And they have no identity because they weren't taught. They weren't taught because... Their parents or the people around them built this bubble around them. So they built this bubble around them so they don't really socialize. And they mm-hmm. built walls. And the, the, the parents don't have time to spend with the children because they're busy in the loop of making money to keep up appearances. So these chicks end up not really knowing anything about the motherfucking world mm-hmm. but what is on their phones. And whatever else they or, or DSTV yeah. or some shit, so they're not really living reality, mm-hmm. right? But then you have the less fortunate people, who, funny enough, have a lot of social interactions. Like if you go to Nima, everybody's together. Mm-hmm. If you go to East Legon, yeah. we built the walls real high. 
So that guy in Nima who takes themselves serious and educates themselves, when they move to East Lagon, that's like Scarface, my nigga. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, because they have the best of both worlds. But these these women, that's why you see women from like humble beginnings, they're always, a lot of women don't forget where they came from. But the problem with the women now is... They forget where they come from. They forget because they don't even have time to remember. Social media oh, is taking it, all of yes. it. It's they don't have time mind. to sit Social with themselves and just think. Fast. So it's more like an experience. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a an rush. Yeah. So it's like, let's keep it going every day, every yeah. day, every day. Yes. Adrenaline rush. That's why if you have... Like if... You, you'll see some really rich women... With some guys, when you see that guy, you think this guy is fucking. Yeah, but the thing is, he's given her a reality that she's never experienced. Mm. That probably comes with a motherfucking orgasm that she's never experienced. That part. So that, you know part. that part. That part. That part. You know, so, because he's vibrating differently. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Nigga, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When, when you're a hustler, you vibrate differently, yeah. man, because you know that you got to be on your P's and Q's. And I feel like sometimes yeah. they raise their bar like too high. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Speaking from experience? No, like... No, if I'm speaking from experience, yeah. I'm, I'm speaking from like... Let me say a friend's experience. Like, they raise their bar too high. You know, you're getting... You could probably be... I'm like a working class lady you've got your shit together but then there'll be a guy that's also very comfortable it's not like he's in for anything like he really wants to take it serious genuinely he likes you and everything but because you've said like you said you've set the bar she said the bar like 100 percent. okay if he doesn't have this type type of car if he's not like this if he's not like this but maybe the person that you're skipping he's going to take care of you 10 times you know mostly these guys that have money they already have their serious girlfriends. That's well, the, I wouldn't know, Mr. They T. They also do tell us. Started. Uh, that's what I'm telling you. Like, let's be well, real, Mr. T. Well, I would like I'm sure when you when experience. you, I'm because he's shaking his head. You should know that he's agreeing with me. <laughs> most of these guys, <laughs> yeah. Most of these guys that, most of these guys that like these uh, rich guys you see, no they words. already, yeah, they already have their serious girlfriends. Yeah. Like they've also started with someone that now they've built with that now the person is enjoying. Yeah. But you hold, get it? Hold that hold so that he's just coming to, you know, should I say Dibiko? Mm, so he's also yeah. So yeah, if but, you set wait, your wait, your bar so high, I'm not going to get anyone genuine. Quick question, quick question. Just be real. Mr. T, do you really do you really believe that this era we are in, mm-hmm. right? People build with people. I believe that some people build with some people. The rich build with the rich. Yeah. The Jews build with the Jews. The Israelis build with the Israelis. The the Lebanese build with the Lebanese. The Indians build with the Indians. We're the only motherfuckers that don't build with each other. But the thing is, that's why I'm saying, me, I came to build. I didn't come to build with everybody. You know what I'm saying? I didn't come from everybody. I came Mm -hmm. for the like-minded. Because the everybody's know that's what got in Chroma killed. Mm. I, I Commercializing made, the truth. Yeah, man. I, I made, get you made, fucked. I, I played around and flirted with death for so long that 
like it's in my back pocket. I'm not really. <laughs> Let's yeah, go. I'm, I'm actually. I'm actually Anikulakbo. Yeah. I'm actually that. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm saying. And and I was a big fan of Fela. You know, so everything that's been in my life has shaped me into who I am. Yes, sir. And I would like beseech you, because you're young. If you could sit down every day and think about it and be like, what is the purpose? You know what I'm saying? Follow the trajectory of your life and ask yourself, back to back to back to back, from when you were born to who you are now. Do you know the purpose? Do you know the purpose why this happened, for this to happen, for that to happen, for that? I've done that. I've decoded myself. So me, I'm out the matrix long time, time ago. This is this is all a means to an end. Mm. Yeah. And Do you know who Andrew, Andrew Tate is? <laughs> Andrew Tate. Yeah. yeah. What a segue, buddy. What do you think about him? Yeah. I think he a wild boy, man. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. You you know what it is. It, 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 it's. I think we're coming into a, an, a new understanding of humanity that has always existed, but now it, 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 our eyes are being open to this shit. And once your eyes are open to this shit, it's like what you say is kind of aggressive, but you're just telling the truth. The thing is, we've been forced to be... We've been socialized. Yeah, we've been socialized to be humble. We've been socialized to be humble. But make I tell you something. It's only poor people that they tell to humble themselves. If somebody pulls up in a motherfucking Rolls Royce, hops out the car, all dipped down and whatever the fuck, you think people will tell you, oh, Charlie, humble yourself. No. no. It's, it's, it's our socialization, and it, it all comes back to, like, colonization, man, and domination. Black power, white power is exclusive. That's why you have marriage exclusive why do you think there's so many divorces Sally to be real we weren't meant to have like one one we really we really weren't it's our socialization man because if you look at it if, if God if God don't make mistakes right then I believe that um, you give a broke nigga penis. Take his manage. You know what I'm but saying? You're suffer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our population. Oh my god. Our gender population distribution is ten women to one man right now, yeah. or maybe even twelve, twelve. because the dollar it, increases. With it the increases with you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so the question is, hey, and some of these, women. and some of these girls, are, women are gay. Some of these women are LGBTQ. Some of these women are all sorts of things. So, and a lot of the men are too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So if it's one to ten, ten. and the half of the guys and we are, uh, each one takes one, yeah. what happens to the yeah. other? You know what I'm saying? Sharing is caring. I'm <laughs> studio, <laughs> but it's socialization. So that that's what's supposed to be done. But it's an exclusive thing. White people have to be dominant, dominion. That's what they're about. Black power is inclusive. It takes a village to raise a child and all that shit. Yeah. You know? And so as long as we don't behave in an inclusionary way, 
our shit will always fuck up because we're working against nature. Okay. It's complete, and we are people of nature. I mean, if you look at the history of man, white people, because of despair, all they knew was domination, killing each other. That's what they did. They killed each other. Africans was kicking it, man. Africans were exploring, getting into the sciences, like all of these things, you know. And now it's like we were even less than a shadow of ourselves. Shit, I can't even see the shadow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Now I want us, I want us to dive into your music career, as as we all know. I don't know if you don't know, but he's a he's an OG when it comes to um hip hop and GH and that type of thing. So yeah, so um I want to I want us to go back to. So 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 I want us to. Do you remember the first song you ever released and how you were able to move from someone who was coming from a family of economists to become a music? guy and how how did your parents take it as well when they heard you had a song i mean like from when i was young like i can remember like maybe six years old five years old because i used to break dance and stuff you know but um i came up in the era of like break dance pop punk rock heavy metal um like so i've been a i've been a fan of music like basically all my life and my parents know that. So when I finally, um, when I finally actually started, I think the the first lyric that I ever wrote was about Kwame Nkrumah. Yeah, it was about Kwame Nkrumah and some Black Power stuff. And I actually, I battled with that rap in a, and I battled Side Lover. When I was 12 years old in Matador, I went to the club when I was 12 years old. Yeah, because I was kind of big for my age back then. Yeah, and I went with my, my brother and my cousin and stuff. So, yeah, my parents don't know this. Yeah, too. <laughs> Daddy, if, you, if, you're, if you're listening, shout out to you. I did all that. For real, I was snitching on myself. Um, yeah, and I guess that's when I realized, because I should have won because it was a competition. Okay. I should have won. But because he was like the area champion, mm. by default, they gave yeah. it to him. So that was my first understanding that life is not going to be peaches and apples and, you yeah. know. You're, yeah. always, you're always not going to win. Exactly. But you win when you know how to learn from that experience that you went through. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing's lost. Mm-hmm. And then and then he joined a group. How did you get to link up with D Black in the first place to create that group? Who brought the idea up? D Black was like D Black was about like maybe twenty years mm. into my career. Um I had gone to Big Brother, you know, and I came out of Big Brother and I should have been like the the, the biggest phenomenon because I was yeah. when I was in the house. Um, I didn't have like proper management, you know, Ghana. And so after like maybe three months, six months, for some reason we were in the studio always at the same time doing um, like doing verses for other people's music. Oh, 
you know so d black would be there like two guys standing next to p but it's like oh, okay I see you, you know what i'm saying but the thing is like d black was he was always like a fan he was because he's like my young brother mm-hmm. like his big brothers are my peoples you know what i'm saying like yeah um so i didn't really know him like that know him know him but like he was around he was good he, he was cool dude he was good peoples shy though um and yeah so after like six months he called me up and he was like wait cool charlie let's do an album man we already have like maybe half the songs so let's just record a little more record with jso and then put out an album together and then we share the cost it sounded like good business to me so target practice so crazy, girl, she's so crazy. Need some herb to breathe, man, my bitch is lazy. So when you hit a joint, throw it up in the air like that. Throw it up like that, man. Make you breathe in, make you breathe in. Make you breathe out, make you breathe out. Make you breathe in, make you breathe in. Make you breathe out, make you breathe out. Now breathe. Now breathe. Now breathe. When you cheat, I am down with the... And that was, I think that album was fundamental to our, our, the African music industry because I think that's the first time that Ghana created a rap, um, Ghana Music Awards. They created like the, the rap, rap category. Category. category, yeah. Because niggas is dope. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I feel like I inspired him to make some good music. I don't think he's ever rapped doper than he rapped on that album. Okay. But are you guys... Gotta raise the bar, man. Mm. (laughs) But are you guys still cool, kind of like... Oh, yeah. You talk to him. Okay. Yeah. So so when you left um, to South Africa, um, was it also to pursue music or to do something else? I mean, I left because I stopped liking the music. I didn't like what it stood for. I didn't... I, I didn't see any creativity and I felt like the more I, I can't stop being creative so the more creative I become mm-hmm. the more I become the outsider okay. so I was like it all began in South Africa Big Brother was a marketing tool mm-hmm. to help me reach out to Africa mm-hmm. for me um, so it was a strategic move and so I decided let me go back to where it all began so I moved to South Africa. I was supposed to be there for like 90 days. And then um, I got this job. So I ended up staying. And then five years later, fire up my ass brought me back. <laughs> let, let me take you through that 2017, that specific period. You woke up in the morning and how how did everything unfold? Um, so I told you uh, that that night it was it was good friday yeah so that night me and my wife agreed we were gonna have my son and i think that's why i survived blood in blood out anyway so if you know south africa they like to chill papa so that easter weekend yo yeah man the streets is lit and you know, me too. I like to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> that accent, yeah. So, it was very not in my orientation not to go out, but I decided, yo, mm-hmm. I'm ushering a child into this world. 
I'm going to stay home. I'm going to pray. I've never done this shit before. And then I I did all of that. Then I went to sleep. I woke up, sent my, my wife like two messages, and then I smelled smoke. So I was like, what the fuck is going on? My whole wall was a window. So I was going towards the window, and there was an explosion. Okay. And then I had some... some things containers of water big containers of water so the fire immediately went into the containers and drifted and right next to the containers was my bed it drifted okay drifted through onto my bed and the whole place was on fire yeah for like 40 minutes so you were knocked out basically i was not i was i was awake for 40 minutes and then i started going out they say by 15 20 you should be dead from like asphyxiation but um shit i'm still here so, <laughs> so who, who came for you who who, I, who, I, who called you you know when when they say you'll find god when you surrender it, there was a point because the, the first thing i did was um i tried to open the door the door was jammed because the heat so the door the lock expanded yeah. and then um i was like okay let me be rational where's my passport because my work permit was in my passport and if you've lived in south africa you know that if you don't have your work permits you are not even a human being so i grabbed the passport flew it out of the window because i was at a distance from and the fire was like you know, and I thought, my car keys, my car keys, threw that shit out. But by then, the fire was, like, raging, so it ended up in the fire. But I was able to use it still <laughs> afterwards. It melted, literally. And then I started still trying to find ways to get out. I thought of jumping, but we were four stories up, so if I jump, I could die or I could be crippled. If I'm going to die, let me die. But crippled, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's not happening. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I can't jump. And then I was just in the fire. I don't... It was weird because it, I think the 40th, you know, minute or whatever, I thought... I actually said to God, I was like, hey, God. <laughs> like, literally, I know this ain't how this shit is supposed to end. And then that was the surrender and then immediately i started screaming screaming like a bitch for help <laughs> yeah, i was like i'm not gonna die yeah. i was screaming for help and then um people came to the door that's how you know cultural nuances are very different ghanaians would try and break down the door they were asking me are you okay? open the door i'm like yo I'm burning oh, in this yeah, bitch. You think if I can open, open the door? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So as I open the door, as I open the, I open the door. I, I mean, I, I was like, I can't, you know. Mm-hmm. By then, I think I was on the ground, because mm-hmm. now I was going under. Mm-hmm. And then they broke the door down, and they carried me out of the room. And then they started trying to, you know, put out the fire and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Charlie, listen. The fire is a completely, that's a story, complete story on its own. Even my recovery, my recovery was a, is like a story on its own. 
It's like, because I was in a coma. And then when I came out, every day, literally every day, I lived looking forward to maybe dying in the night. Because the nurses, the night nurses was fucked up. The night nurses just didn't care. I think like after the second, third day, I had woken up. The next morning, they were wheeling a dead body out. Oh, yeah, man. I could hear their conversations, man. The way they were gossiping about the patients. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Taken, you were thinking, if it's me. Yeah, I was like, yo, yeah. Yeah. They would have conversations about AIDS victims and stuff. He's not going to make it. And I'm thinking, ah, are these people talking about me? (laughs) (laughs) Huh, like... I mean, if 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 that's not trauma, I don't I don't know what is, you know. So me, like for me, like this, I, you know, they call me Young Africa because basically almost everything a young African, male or female, can go through, maybe outside of rape. I even dance if it's like I've been through that shit. Mm. I've you know from immigration issues to divorce to 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 greatness. I knew greatness from a very early age. Mm. You know, just because like you you gotta understand like to be a track star. Mm. At an age like that. And the thing is, I didn't have to try hard. It was just really natural. Mm. And to be a track star and you're running and you're running on your own is your race. You're not depending on anybody but you. And you're just and the, the only thing you're engaging is your mind, the wind, your muscles and that crowd. When you cross that finish line. When you hear them people scream, man, you don't understand. That's like some gladiator shit. I knew this from like the age of 12 upwards, you know, so like making music and having a fan base and stuff. I've always been somewhat of a star in my own right and whatever I've endeavored in if I love what I'm doing. It's love, right? Remember I told you? Vibrate love. I mean... Mike Mike Tyson used to love boxing mm. till he didn't. And when you stop loving something, you either you self-destruct so you can't love it anymore or you can't keep doing it mm. or you do it even better than ever. Mm. You know, and Customato, if if Customato hadn't died, his his um, trailer. Oh my God! Cause that's the only person that understood him. Remember, I told you I'm, I'm, I'm making that music to be understood. You know what I'm saying? That was the only person that really understood him, who he was as an individual. You know, Charlie. I digress a lot, man, because my story is long. Yeah, we just went from fire to customado. Yeah, I don't understand. Um, the the amazing thing is um, what I get from what you were saying the story I'm just 
you know how things happen and everything feels like it's in a blur but then it just runs through and you're like oh what the fuck just happened in this past two years type of image all through all through from the period of when it happened till let's say you go back to Ghana and everything first question how was the mindset like and then second question right um what did you were the memories or anything that you were fond of what kept you going through these periods wow that's deep that 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 answer has so many layers being able to survive those nights where i thought i was going to die because like you know all this what's going on with corona mm. uh, covid and the ventilators i was on a ventilator my lungs collapsed you know and when you're on a ventilator because it's breathing for you that you know you breathe out vapor so eventually the line gets blocked so the oxygen can't get to your lungs from the machine so they're supposed to nurses are supposed to come and suck that shit out and at night they just you know they want to sleep or they're studying or some shit so i had to learn how to control my breathing like and creative visualization (laughs) because other than that i would i would feel like i'm drowning because that's exactly what... It felt like I'd be in the fire all over again because I just couldn't breathe, you know? Wow. And so when I would see people, you know, with COVID on the ventilators and they're doing that, uh, uh, it was always so fucking triggering. Now, (laughs) to respond to your question. um, Okay, so I remember with, with... I was pissing through a tube, a catheter. So the day they, I remember it was a Thursday, the day they took out the catheter, it was so painful, my dude. Because they stick it deep, 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 deep down, man. So when they're pulling it, it's like, yeah, man. (laughs) And you know, sometimes I think about this and I'm like, did I really go through this? But it's miracles, man. So they took it out and they were like, you can go and pee now. I hadn't gotten up since I, wo- I had woken up, um, since I came out the coma, because everything was attached to me. So I got up and I decided to walk slowly to go and take a piss. But the thing is, walking slowly to go and take a piss, I was also so scared of seeing what I looked like. Because yeah, because everybody would come in. Oh, it's not so bad. Ah, is this white? And then when they say you that, know? you actually think, okay, yeah. Maybe it's that. But maybe my instinct that. was telling me, yo, these it's people are trying to encourage me. Yeah. But you see, speaking good, yeah. you know. So I was always one side of me. I'm a Gemini, so I play both sides. So one side of me was really hopeful, and the other side of me was like, but what if? Mm. Right. Just to be re- re- yes. realistic. Yeah. Yep. So I hobble, I hobble to the bathroom and I take a piss. That shit was painful as fuck too. I think some blood came out. TMI. And so 
afterwards, I'm walking out of the bathroom and I walk out and I realize, shit, you haven't looked at yourself. And the mirror is right, right there at the door. <laughs> so, I th- you know, so I take a deep breath and then I walk up to the mirror and I look at myself and my face is raw, burnt, mm. like, it looked like... Reddish, pink. Yeah, red pink. Red. I was, I, and the thing is, I'm a black dude. The pink shows, like, yeah, yeah, man. I looked like, I felt like I looked like the elephant man or something. Mm -hmm. Like, it, no. (laughs) Yeah. Charlie, like, it was night and day. Literally, like, you, you, I'm not recognizable. It's always like, you know, like, albino people. But, Albino, but um, because the side was very yeah. Like, that thing that, that it, um, I, I, yeah, you saw the pictures, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like vitiligo, vitiligo. Yeah. So but yours is more obvious, very obvious. Not from a vitiligo point, but more like, oh, okay, what happened to him? Point. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't like attention, so now it's like, and I've. I've I've had car accidents and all these things. It's, I, I have scars, dude, but I've always survived those things. And it was like, I don't know if I'm going to survive this one. Mm. Even before they, they, I, I went into the coma. I was telling them, yo, like I need to, I need to write my will because I don't know whether I'm, I'm like, give me a piece of paper or something. They're like, quick, we'll see. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. But they called my partner that I worked with. 60 year old dude Henry they called him and they told him cause he told me as I was getting better he was like yo your people said you were about to die they called me on the side and said you were about to die wow. so they were working plans behind you yep you know so anyway positive thinking mm. so now I'm in the bathroom I look at myself and my heart sinks I'm like, okay, so this is the end, right? Mm-hmm. My career's done, you know? I can't even talk. I don't have a voice anymore. Like, so what's my worth? What's my purpose? What do I do now with my life? And um, I took a deep breath. Took another deep breath. And then I walked outside. And as soon as I got outside, all the way down the hall there was a guy who was raw from head to toe right. like they he like you it's like they dipped him in the fire and took him <laughs> back <laughs> out oh, yeah it's like, you know like when they pour what the you like acid or yeah. something jesus Christ of my life and i seen this guy and he takes one step waits a while and then he takes another he takes one step then takes another and I'm looking at this dude and I'm like wow God thank you mm-hmm. I'll make it yeah. I'll find a way and so I guess that's that's your mind heals you you know and I think that's what's brought me this far because this this right here yeah. Charlie used to be big old. I told you they wanted yeah. to amputate so, 
when I think of those moments, it gives me encouragement. Because just like Big Brother, very few few people will go through an experience of this nature and come out on the other side and still be able to talk about it. You know, like I wrote this, the song I released when I came back to Ghana was called No Awam. And in the song, I'm like, who you know escaped from flame is still sing. Literally, like, I'm a miracle every day as a moral king. Who you know escaped from flame is still sing. I, I pioneer a lot of shit, even healing. I pioneer that shit. <laughs> yeah. Bye. And the thing about pioneering shit in an industry or in an ecosystem where there are no structures is you get overlooked. You do the work for other people to come and enjoy. But I'm a projector, right? So that's what I'm supposed to do. But it's time to enjoy it is, it is. Since you came back, what what have you noticed that has changed from back then when you were doing music in Ghana to you left and came back? What has changed? Um. Well, when I left, I wasn't really feeling music, you know. I think I thought it was limiting, and the thing is, with everything I do, it has to be progressive because I I see into the future. You know, I'm futuristic. And so I was like, let me, let me go to, let me go to a place where they vibrate differently, mm. you know? So I went to Essay. Essay, they vibrate completely differently. As you can see, I never thought, actually, I used to say it though. I used to say that that mix, the only way we'll be able to get into like the South African market is to mix the West Africa with their beats you know so maybe our lyrics our vibe and everything with that and now I I said this over 15 years ago nobody listened to me I should have done it myself that's what I do I'll I'll say that or you'll do it then 15 years later it's here in Ghana the way they play I'm a piano in Ghana they don't play Ghanaian music in South Africa you understand me that's why I'm trying to tell you that there's a disconnect in how we operate in this country. Because we'll rather patronize other people's than patronize our own. And that's, that's the law of return in mm-hmm. economics. You know, like if you're in a community, yeah. money has to flow yeah. seven yeah. times before it Four goes years, out. Yeah. And... Like we, yeah, it's always going out. Yeah, the black community, it's always going out. And Ghana is not exempt. You know? So, like, what was your question again? No, I, I get that. I, I think I've got the answer. Okay. What, what I, the first question was, what was the mentality you, you had from that period till you came? And what kept you going? I was scared. I was scared to come to Ghana. Because I've been away for so long. I had a... I had a vision of how I wanted it to be like, and I was achieving it. And then this thing threw me off. I mean, I came to Ghana with nothing, you know? The people that were trying to put out the fire even stole some of my, stole my phones, you know? Um, and so coming to Ghana was like, it was, it was kind of like culture shock. 
because the currency had changed and stuff. Yeah, exactly. My branding was different now because, like, my branding was I'd been stripped down, you, you know. And I always I compare it to this, right? <coughs> um, gold. When you put that mineral in fire. And you knock on it, knock on it, knock on it, knock on it, knock on it. Eventually, it molds into like the purest form. And that's what I felt like happened to me after I, I came out of the fire. Because the fire, metaphorically, um, continued after the fire. I mean, to the point that people see me on the streets and they call me fire for fire. And they don't know my story. You know, it's not coincidental. So it was almost like the fire that I went through out here molded me into what I am now. You know, so it was it was it would it was remembrance. It was always trying to remember like who am I? Who am I? Because I me mean, I believe that the only reason we're on this earth is to remember, is to come back to the center. And that's God, right? True. And we are born in the image of God. So, I mean, if we remember who we are, that 95% of our brain that we don't use, Charlie, forgets, you know. And we can't use it because we've never been told we could do it. Once they start telling you you can do something, you'll be able to do it. You know, I mean, some of the shit that I've done, I've thought in my head, it's it's crazy from fashion I was designing clothes when I was 14 also as as I was designing to to keep myself as a means of survival really because survival for me is being creative so I had to have swag in school that was the shit that actually motivated me to go to school that like in my head I could pick out different outfits Start yourself Yeah and be like yo But I walk into the school Everybody gonna be like ah And it was always like that You know um, Everybody I knew You know Would fly Vacations They fly to London America but Our parents They have it like that And even if they did They don't go fly you Why they go There's something we can use This money for <laughs> You know, and but the thing is, you know, some of my clothes would be like TS, you know, bend down boutique, secondhand and shit, but the shit would be dope. And so even the boys that would fly, they'll come and borrow my secondhand clothing and they wouldn't know where I got this shit The style is wild. You know what I'm saying? That's why I keep telling you like the, the, the ghetto, that man that's, that understands the hood, right, is far off better than the man that is in that bubble in corporate society when he enters that domain. Because you vibrate on a different frequency. On a frequency that that person would never understand. You can't understand. Uh, you can't understand. Like, this is God body. Because it's human social interaction that you've had in your life. Real. There, there's some people that like when you think about it, you know that like this this guy's close to my heart. Mm. You shared some commonalities, some deep shit with. 
these people don't have that thing they operate on money level money 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 are you going to take the money to the grave <laughs> you understand me that's why they you know they say good name is better than riches so now i know how to make money off a good name mm. yeah because i'm doing reputation management mm. you know what i'm saying i'm creating these african superheroes uh wonder woman uh captain america all these people are fake but we got real life superheroes like we got the Mansa Musas, we have the Shaka Zulus, Yasantwa, Queen and Zinga. You telling me we can't create this content? Why is there not a Hollywood type structure in in Africa? Hey, who Africa? What's Nigeria doing? You know what I'm saying? And I I call out Nigeria because they're they're the ones like leading the game. Why not, man? What are we doing? It's not difficult in this day and age. Like, we know what we need to do. It's only that we're scared to do what we need to do. And once we start doing shit out of love, because if these old heads had love for us, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing to us. And another thing is, if they weren't taught how to love themselves, then... And everything is dead because you the the only way you can love somebody else is to love yourself. You understand? Yeah. So if you can't love yourself and you use money as a replacement tool, yeah, then you are in love with the money. The money, dear. Somebody will always have more money than you. So um, I wanted us to look at um um. Since you came to Ghana, you've tried setting up businesses as well, right? Which which sector has been the most favorable in your opinion? And which ones have you ventured into so far? Mm. Okay, so since I came back to Ghana, I've been doing I've been doing like a lot of research, you know. A lot of research and, and you know with COVID and all this shit, like there has been like some element of a reset, you know. And I know about COVID back in like 1995 or a semblance of COVID from stuff that I'd read. We are, I, I believe that we're back to the era where I was born and I was lucky to be born in that era between no technology and technology. You know what I'm saying? And so as a result, I know around the time Microsoft was Microsoft and Apple started doing their thing. If my father had bought like one dollar in stock, like by now, yeah. So right now everything's flipped back to that shit. You know, how could people? I never imagined I was telling my homie, like, because he, he was asking me about. He he saw the story, the fire story on my Instagram. He was like, "How come you haven't told the story?" And I was like, "Well, I never imagined that I could talk and make money from it. I get interviewed." You know, or I'll be doing the interviewing, but I've never seen a dynamic to do it for myself and own it. You know, so now I'm doing an audio book, and then the actual book will come out of the audio book. But the dope thing about the audio book is I'm doing it real time. So, like, yeah, you know, so I'm giving it to you live, like what I'm doing right now 
But at the same time, I'm revisiting the past to help you understand how the past has influenced my future, my now and my future. You know, so it's Tali is so many fucking layers, man. And it's the right time because I think there's um there's an awakening. You know, I think people are beginning to understand that if we do it together, we can grow together quicker. If we do it individually, man. Yeah, man. So me, that's why I work with young people. And I, my perspective is that of a youth because every day I learn, like, there ain't shit that you can't teach me. I learn because it's either you transform or you die. Either you evolve or you die. You know what I mean? We got to change the way, like Fox said, change the way we eat, change the way we think, you know, change the way we relate to each other because nothing else matters. We've tried the other stuff, tried the other shit. We've tried the, the domination. But then eventually we realized that I, I think what, what the 10% that, have all the money or whatever what they didn't account for in their calculations when they were building this structure of domination is human evolution we think differently but you'll never be able to really tell me how people will be thinking 10 years from now you can project but still there'll be deviance and that's what's happening now people are awakening Okay, so I think we can do the um, one-on-one to know you now, right? Or what do you think? No, I'm just processing all what you were saying. I'm just <laughs> processing the information. It's um, so one one person told me that um, to just learn, you just learn, you, know, you just watch people who have done it before, you know, because we're never so uh, socially cultured in our in our community to just ask for help i've realized it because one lady looked at me it was like you don't you don't ask for help and, and it didn't make sense because i was looking at it from monetary perspective right. you know and and then but then later somebody also told me and then it, it started to what you were saying now is making more sense to me we weren't socially cultured to ask for like maybe somebody's drive let's say somebody's driving a, f- a fast car you don't ask oh bro like like the guy making money off of the question what do you do for a living mm-hmm. where nobody stops to really ask oh what do you do not from not from an envious perspective but from yo i'm feeling what's going on right. i admire you right. so we just look at people and then we'll be like mm, he's probably arrogant oh you know we don't even take pictures of celebrities oh you notice that eh? (laughs) because i've done that too because you always feel like oh he's arrogant (laughs) but i but just like you said move with love right i realize people are very passionate about you because it's it's been done to me before people are very passionate about you they feel like Oh, he must be full of himself because <laughs> they really like you a lot it's not even because I don't know how we process things so take, just take the positive ask we don't I have 
extreme social anxiety disorder syndrome. When I'm in a room full of like, like a crowd, I get jittery. I feel uncomfortable. So, but I'm a Gemini too. So I built like uh, ultra ego. Mm. So just like how you know Beyonce got Sasha Fierce. Mm. I have, but I have multiple alter egos: Quay Obama, Quay Mandela, Quay Hova, Big Daddy Bootnaka, Young Africa, Bobby Drake, the Ice Man, <laughs> Quay Kunle. I mean, it, it, you know, like, it, it, and um, so it's like I have multiple personalities that I can pick from as and when. And the thing is, they they protect the guy. Who's shy? Mm. Yes. So if I'm going into a situation where I realize that it's um, it's there's gonna be static, or people are going to be some we, mm. then I switch into that mode, you know. Mm. But ordinarily, I stay I stay in my corner. I stay in my corner because like when when. When my them talk to people and they immediately expect that you're going to be arrogant, so they're arrogant towards you, then it just makes me feel like, Charlie, why am I wasting my time in this environment, mm. you know? Me, I give back what I get, you know? Mm. For a long time, I used to do that. But now it's, now I realize that Every time I get negative from anybody, it's not me. It's not about me. It's about them. Mm. Because you don't know me. Most people that get to know me, they're like, ah, Charlie, we thought you were stuck up. But you've never spoken to me. Hmm. Like, nobody has ever told you that I'm a rude person. You know, that, yeah. you know, there are people out there that people are like, ah, this person, ha, forget it. And then they'll give you instances. Mm. Telling me I respect, man. Because I told you I'm royalty. Mm. But I've been a servant. And I was okay serving. Mm. So now I know how to be a king. I know how to take my position as who I really am. And I don't need anybody to validate that shit at all. Because I've run this shit and I constantly keep doing it. I could, and I'm talking my shit now because for a long time I've been very, I've been very humble mm. about who I am because they tell you to be humble. Mm. But no, Ben boy says, eh, Afrochella, you can't, you can't make my name small, small like that. Yeah, I'm an African giant. Yeah. yeah. And Ben boy, because of the the art form, the hybrid music I created, won a Grammy. So yeah, I'll talk my shit small because these people, I realize that unless you tell them who, who you are. Mm. Exactly. You know, cause in Ghana they'll tell you stuff like, hey, this guy, he didn't believe in says too much. I mean, if that guy saying that doesn't even want to believe in you. So if you don't, mm. who's gonna believe in me? There are certain things that we say that, that bring curses upon our existence. You know? Mm. Ah, this guy, Charlie, the feelings there, fool. 
but I'm I, I can touch my flesh. So why should I not feel myself? You are not going to come and feel me. You this woman that I'm even talking to. You're not gonna come and give me flavor. Mm. So if I feel myself, let me feel myself. But we are taught as Africans to be subservient and that the blackness, the thing that makes us us blackness and being African has been such like more or less like a curse that for a long time we've tried so hard to move away from that negative Charlie if something is negative why would you want to be around it but the thing is it's you mm. you are still that person you can't run it's still your DNA what are you gonna do embrace your shit all these cultures have embraced their own and they're getting ahead China Mm. Russia America yeah, they don't get culture self, but still <laughs> culture appropriation but it's working exactly. it's been able it's to working. hold them together with a constitution it's working and you know the crazy thing I have people that come I have people that come to Ghana and they're like yo I can't believe this shit mm. it's all black people I've never been around so many black people in my life. And I'm like, ah, I ain't people serious. You know, the thing is, I, I, I was telling my wife the other day, I don't appreciate it because from when I was young, I grew up around different cultures, even in America. Mm. I was on Cornell University campus. There's a lot of parallels between me and Kanye. Mm. I was on Cornell University campus. Um, my apartment complex was like foreign students, like parents, foreign students. Mm. Like my best friend was South African. I used to mess with Nigerians, mm. Chinese, Korean, Afghani, Indian. Mm. I came back to Ghana. I went to GIS. So, so I've always had the best of both worlds. Always. Mm. From private school life to being on the streets while I was in the private school. Mm. Yeah, so I was, I told you, I was in a club at 12 years old. <laughs> and I be telling people this, and they, and because they can't imagine it, they feel like I'm lying. Why, why I go lie to you about this thing? Mm. But the thing is, if you realize the trajectory of a lot of people who come from that generation, like Nori and Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle started doing comedy from 14. Mm. And his mother dropped him, went with him to the comedy club. You know what I'm saying? Mm. We have so many parallels. So I'm working on something called Distant Relatives. Because there's so many, there's so many different parallels, man. Like me and Kanye, me and Tupac, me and Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle left America, disappeared. Where'd he go? South Africa. I left, disappeared. You were saying you didn't even know I was in Ghana. Where'd I go? I went to South Africa. I'll tell you something about South Africa, though. Even with all the yawa, I've never felt God in my environment like South Africa, like surrounding me. I have a theory, but it's long. But, and I know that's why. And he came back. Dave came back a different person. Mm. 
I came back with dragon DNA. <laughs> I mean, it, it's there's something about that country though. Mm. Most deaf. Um, Yasin Bey. Yasin Bey. Yeah. Yasin Bey. Okay. Um, I think one last question before we just wrap up. Um, what has been the worst advice, life worst life advice someone has ever given you? That somebody has given me. Yeah. The worst life advice. <laughs> I'm sure there's many. <laughs> oh yeah. How about quick when you cry? You need to be like everybody else. Who? Mm. Why you? You always want to be different. You need to be like everybody else, and uh, you need to steady. Uh, everything you do, you need to be like everybody else, uh, because that's how you are going to become a, a successful individual, uh, like everybody else. Yeah. You see, you see this person over here. He always comes home and he's always studying. Why can't you do that? Eh? Yeah. If I was like everybody else, the world would be a very boring place. <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> Fucking true, yo. Fucking true. Um, I think then the last, my last final question will be, what is your current top five? What's on your playlist right now? Your top five songs on your playlist. Can you give us something? Damn. Yeah. Top five songs. Top five songs on my playlist. I would probably say Palazzo Ashake. Yeah. Everyone thinks he's a microwave artist. What is microwave artist? Re- like an artist repackaging his songs, his beats, his lyrics. Because you know, you notice the similarities in all his sound, in all his tracks, right? Yeah, that. But, but that's that's just genius. Mm. It's kind of like Kanye when he was doing the sampling and stuff. Uh, just Blaze, the same thing. He's created a niche for himself, mm. and let him run with it. Let the man enjoy. But the thing you have to understand about Shaka is, have you watched him? That man has swag, like I know, I know cats that got swag, but there's some people that it's like there's some spirit inside them. They're dripping, you know what I'm saying? They're dripping, you know. He's just different. Yes, like yeah, he came for himself. Yeah, so and he's a package, my G. And the thing is, I don't know if he's even lived that life. Well, he's Nigerian, so I'm sure even if he hasn't, he has boys that lived that life. But you don't, you know how they say you you can pay for school, but you can't buy class. Mm. This boy got class. Like he doesn't. The other day, I was watching one of his videos, and he was. They were showing him from the back, and he. I think he was getting into a like a Lamborghini or something. I was like, ah, is that a little wing? Lil Wayne got that shit But You understand me Short people I like that Usually Um, Burner Boy Burner Boy There's so many Burner Boys though 
Asaketsu, I like the, you know, those, that's, that's my playlist, sort of. Yeah, what's your current favorite from him? Say what? What's your current favorite um, from Burner Boy? Burner Boy. Um, don't, 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 uh, uh, oh, i Kilometer, kilometer. No. No, nah, this one is. It, it's like. It's like a South African song. Oh. Was there? Kilode, kilode, kilode. Is it on his new album or which I, one? I don't know if it's a single or. Mm. I don't get deep into this shit because I don't got time. Yeah. I'm always creating. Mm. So, in the course of my doing what I do. Then I'll be sitting somewhere and I'll hear some shit, you know, or maybe I'm, you know, I throw on like an audio Mac or Boom Play or whatever, and mm-hmm. you know, um, but I mean, there's so Burner Boy, so many. I don't, I don't really ingest Burner Boy as oh, it's just this one song because there's such a variety of emotions and vibes that he has in the music. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably the most diverse artist, you know. Um, I mean, and a lot of the boys also, I mistake one for the other. But, you know, Adekule Gold is my G. That's my guy. Um, You know, Joe Boy, the boy boys. All the boys. boys. Oh, the boys. Something for the boys. But I Rima Fireboy. I love that Rima album though. Yeah. Um Ghanaian artist. Yeah. Ghanaian artist. But I gotta shout out Olamide. Mm. That guy's he's business. Doing very, good mm. job for the very much. Ghanaian artist. Um Um Molly. Molly. Yeah. That's the home girl. I love what she does. Mm. I love her spirit. It's over, I don't wanna be sober I go higher, I go lower Yeah, burn up, I go blow up, go blow up I'm riding, the wave I'm vibing By the party I'm sliding through Yeah, you know how I do, yeah, you know how I do Four, five shots in a row, you know how it go You know how it go, go, go Six, seven, then I go low, then I go low and I like her creativity. Um, what about Amaray? Amaray? Oh, Amaray's my sister, man. You know, my my brother-in-law manages her, Motombo. He's on the management team. So that one's like, it's a given, you know. And I appreciate that she opened the doors for, like, Ghana alternate, alternative music. Um, that, that song, this guy has a song, um, Stone Boy. Yeah, that one. I, I really like that. I like when he hits them high notes. So for them I say come across them be full bad mind, but we do like say we never know. Oh, we oh, 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 o
their sounds, man. Mention some names. Um, we have what would Joey New Back school or old school? school? I mean, Joey V, yeah, every time. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, that's a little homie. Mm. Um, Jackie. Jackie, Jackie. Yeah, Jackie. Singer. Black Sharif. I like Jackie. I like Black Sharif. I think I don't I don't believe in the deal they're in. Mm. I might not know the, de- the record, details. Record deal. Yeah. I might not know the details, but I know record labels. Mm. And they're ready to fuck you and take that money. <laughs> so I don't There's actually a song that I want to do with Black Sharif, but that that side is too much drama. That you know that that record label, yeah. I don't. I don't. There's too much bureaucracy, you know. And I just. I don't. I don't fuck with their their business ethic. Record labels in general, you know. So I'm not pointing at one, but I know how they operate, and I know how they've operated in the '90s, and I feel like they're just repackaging the model for these Africans who want. Who want to touch the world? Mm. You know, shout out to Burner Boy's mother and that management team, man. I fuck with them hard, yo. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, he's self-management. No, his mom. His mom is part of the management team, so she has the four-on-one on on everything that goes on. Yeah, and she's smart as she's smart as hell. She used to be a backup dancer for Fella. Yeah, and she's also um, head of the linguistics. Association mm. in Nigeria, oh. or well, maybe a, even Africa. I think maybe she speaks like five languages. Wow. Yeah, she does. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Burner Boy, you can tell you don't come from weak bloodline. Mm. You get me? Strong, yeah. Strong that's why I recognize a nigga like Burner Boy. Like he, that's my, that's my people. And right. you know what I'd really like to do? No. I'd like to break down that African Giant album. <laughs> in a podcast you were I, I've been wanting to do that for like five years the African Giant African album Giant. itself yeah oh I would love to have that conversation yeah Best. song by song and just have that motherfucker play in the background just have it play in the background and I'll pick out certain things that yo that album's very personal to me even when you talk about the fire Kendrick Lamar the damn album Mm, yeah. yeah, that was that was the soundtrack to my my recuperation. That was the soundtrack to Dark my healing. Man. What was your favorite song on there? I think um, I think loyalty. Mm. Yeah, I think loyalty. Rihanna. Yeah. And then there's DNA. Yeah, DNA. So the thing is, I talk a lot about DNA now, but. Like when I was healing, I was in Pretoria, Centurion, to be exact. And like every afternoon, I'd go for like a walk to like just exercise and get my my hand right and stuff. Just feel the wind, my face, and I put that damn album on. So it's like every song, and it felt like I don't know. I don't know whether you ever heard. Um, You know Rocky? Yeah. 
That was like me. I'd be jogging down, and Charlie, that that album would be bumping. You know, so even when he came, even when he came, I wanted to, I wanted to link up with him because I felt like that story would be so fundamental to this documentary that he was doing here. But of course, the gatekeepers, the gatekeepers, the Ghanaian gatekeepers. But, you know, I feel like the story can still be told. Distant relatives. That's why I keep telling you. In myself, I've been able to find commonalities between myself, people like Dame Dash, Jay-Z, and I can break down attitudinal structures that are so similar because we're distant relatives. And, you know, everybody keeps complaining about how the industry and, you know, some people are trying to call the shots or some people are calling the shots and holding us down Charlie we in Africa and we ready to build and we building so to all these cats from Dave Chappelle to Stevie Wonder to Kanye to all these cats if they really serious about what they talking about come down here we ready to build we honest and we have honor and we got loyalty cause it's higher life music you don't know Bless up, bless up, bless up. All right. So we'll draw the catches. I appreciate this. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. We've really learned a lot today and we hope to do more. The next time we probably invite you, should be able to have a good sit down to talk about maybe an album or something. I'm ready to have the conversation about the African giant. So anytime you're ready. My nigga, I was born ready. Anytime. We'll schedule and then we'll do it. Strictly that. Yes, it's been a long time coming. But, Strictly that. Yeah, but the problem, I think the problem has been people didn't see the value. Whenever I'd be like, let's do this, you know, let's do, the, do this podcast topic, people never saw the value. And I don't know whether it's because we're bigging up another African artist or what. But for me, that's always been, it's always been like a target that I'm, I, I feel like, I feel like we we need to ge- give certain people their flowers, you know. And that album is all roses and lotus, for real. Like, it's all flowers, that album. And if you understand the breakdown in that album, you'll see how generationally his DNA has evolved, Burner Boy. Because you hear, there's certain songs that, like he's doing Michael Jackson stuff in the songs. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There's songs, of course, the fella influence. There's songs where he's like, it's Jamaica. You know? Um, yeah, we got to do it. True. Well, thank you for, for being here with us. We'll catch you guys later on on another episode. Yeah. Ciao.